The flea can also travel this way, along the side of the rope. He can even go underneath the rope. Upside down. down. Exactly. But we're not the flea, we're the acrobat. In this metaphor, yes, we're the acrobat. So we can't go upside down? Welcome in to the Upside Down. It is a trending education extra as we talk about Stranger Things Season 2. It's Dan Strafford, Brandon Jones, Michael Palmer here with you. And uh, a fun uh, season of Stranger Things over on Netflix. Mike, uh, we're going to talk some spoilers here, but we're going to hold off on those up front. Your your reaction, though, you, you binged. You, you didn't binge, actually. You made the choice to space out your watch of Stranger Things 2. Is that correct? Yes, and I was a little spaced out while watching uh, my spaced out viewing of uh, of Stranger Things. But uh, yeah, I decided, you know, because the good learning science practice is to avoid uh, binging and avoid like massive practice. So like the idea is you retain the information a little bit better. So I began uh, with my viewing partner, Robin, a uh, friend of the show, uh, who uh, we decided to watch one show a day, one show a night, um, which lasted six shows. And then... We couldn't, we couldn't stop. Ah. So I think the last, the last three, we kind of knocked out in, uh, in one sitting. Uh, also, because I, I, I could, I could feel Brandon uh, breathing down my neck. Because I knew you were starting <laughs> later, and I knew you were gonna binge. But uh, that was the demi gorgon. I think it wasn't exactly. me. Spoiler I, alert: season one. Yeah, but Go it watch. was. It was. Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely a lot of fun. And uh, and uh, so I thought the learning science angle is interesting, and uh, and also just how people are consuming media and how like this this type of stuff is really designed for binging and uh even the fact that it's like nine episodes that's like that's one wasted day and you're caught up yeah i i also chunked it so i ah. I, uh, I watched it in uh four or five um settings mm-hmm. sittings sittings mm-hmm. sittings um what was interesting is i had the last two to watch and i had time to watch just one mm-hmm. and decided not to yeah because, you know, it, it, for that reason that like once you've popped, you can't stop. Um, right, right, right. This show is brought to you by Pringles. Also a good 80s treat, by the way. Pringles. Oh, my goodness. So delicious. delicious. I think they're the best chip. They were pretty good. Yeah. So but uh, they still like, exist. They haven't gone away. I, like, I had them. I was, yeah. I was at an Airbnb uh, over the weekend and uh, they left. They left snacks. That's nice. And very nice. Like the little in, one of them was like the little individual pack of Pringles. That's a, that's and, a 27, 2016 or seventeen new design. It's a it. trending. Yeah. yeah, and and like and it, we had this exact conversation ish. We were like, "Wow, Pringles, I still like them. Still good. Yeah." So like thinking that I couldn't stop once I had popped, like then it was gonna be, right. you know, I was gonna stay up for another and another. Yeah, I was like, nope. I'm uh, going to watch uh, the last two together, but uh, I made it uh, through great season yeah. um, uh, fun. And you've, you've watched too, Dan. I have watched uh, it's similarly uh, spread it out a little bit, two episodes a night. And I do think it's an interesting point brand of, of waiting. If you don't have that extra hour, we have all, I think binged and forced ourselves to stay up later. And I tend to fall asleep on the couch. And then you, you, you are that half awake, half asleep. You have to rewatch the episode and then you're wasting time. So uh, good to hear time management uh, on your side there. I did yeah, watch actually, with, with my viewing partner. Just real quick on that point, though, too, is like there are certain shows you don't want to doze off right. to. And I would say Str- yeah. Stranger Things yes. season two, not a good one to doze also, off. Also, it doesn't have that crackling fire up yeah. by the wall. Remember yeah, yeah. from the Citadel when, <laughs> yes. when, when you yes. revealed yes. your sleepiness? But like the other show, 
So uh, another show that, uh, and I definitely want to hear about your viewing partner situation, Dan. I, I didn't mean to step on you there, but uh, but um, the other show that I had to watch without my viewing partner, you know, Robin was like, "You go ahead and do that." Uh, was Rick and Morty. So I started watching Rick and Morty, and like fell asleep watching Rick and Morty. And Rick Rick and Morty is like even weirder than Stranger Things, and like it starts to blend into your dream life. Yep. And uh, that's why I'd say Stranger Things is more like get a cup of coffee, make sure you can make it through it, and uh, and don't doze off on the couch. Uh, funny enough, uh, BoJack Horseman, I've fallen asleep too, mm-hmm. and that is similarly out there. And when it mixes with your dreams, it's not very healthy. But uh, uh, my wife and I watched, uh, we watched the first season together, watched this one together, enjoyed it, uh, enjoyed it a lot. I, you know, Typically when it comes to these sort of shows, I always get somewhat fearful that they've stayed on too long right that they're going to try to change the story or they're going to go back to something again and Bren, I, I think they did a good job here of, of really making the story continue but not making it last too long it felt like it was a good solid season entertaining episodes a good storyline and one that even has you know some stretch to it potentially for a season three yeah i uh, i agree um nine episodes yes um and ranging from like 48 to an hour and four, something like that. Right. So yeah. it's like a little over nine, probably a little under nine hours of, of total uh, screen time. And not like all over the place with timing, like Game of Thrones, where like right. the variance is a lot greater here. Yeah. They're all kind of in that 40, like 50 to an hour, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I I thought it was I thought it was good. And so I'm, I'm going to spoil, uh, oh, spoiler alert. Okay. Right. Are we, Dan, you yep. said we're going to get spoilers yep. later. The, the alarm's going off. All right. So I, I thought that the Mind Flayer was yes. an interesting uh, up-leveling of the villain from the Demigorgon. Yes. Um, I, I watched some of the behind-the-scenes stuff with, uh, with the Duffer brothers. Yes. Um, I wonder if they're twins. Are they twins? Not sure. Not identical twins, but no. they look similar in age. I mean, Irish twins? Is that, is that, are you allowed to say that? Still, it's still fine. It's fine. I think it's fine. Yeah, they're not joined. I, that just means that you they, people love each other. They're, Irish they're, they're joined over a beer, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but they were talking about how the um, demigorgon was like the uh, was like a shark, right? But that they wanted something that was more sentient. Mm. Uh, although I, I would say sharks are sentient, but like right. had had greater cognitive um, threat to it. So. I like how they went from the demigorgon to the mind flayer to the shadow monster, you know, mm-hmm. creature. Um, and you know, with the end of uh, of episode nine at the the snowball, um, uh, he's still out there. She, the the mind flayer, uh, it, it. Uh, it's still out there, and I think it didn't like being thwarted. No, no. <clears throat> so I think it does set the stage for. Stranger Things uh, episode, uh, episode or season, excuse season me, three. three. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, it's also, uh, I would say season two, what I liked about the contrast between season one and season two is like, they felt like pretty significantly different shows. And I think season two did deliver against a significantly different show than season one. So yep. I thought for like first two seasons, Stranger Things did a really nice job of keeping the keeping the viewers attention and like building more buzz because like they kind of sneaked up season one like people were like hey you got to see the show stranger things it became a phenomenon and then season two became even bigger and and even like the viewership was very different where like season one was more like a slow build and then season two from the time it dropped 
like people were people were like done the next Same day. day. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I have um there there's a guy who works on my team who he and his wife both took a day the day off. That's right. amazing. They could make it through the through all of it in uh, in one day. And th- yeah. they were not alone. I mean, I think you you have you shared an article that showed the viewership um, I think is uh, is interesting. So yeah. what was what were the what were the headlines from uh, from that? I thought I, I thought it had uh, over three hundred, almost four hundred million uh, downloads. I thought was the number, right? So like that's that's like a large download, large uh, number of folks got. I think got through the whole show too, right? So like there there were a number of different uh, ways in which they were tracking the consumption, but uh, you know there was like heavy heavy downloads and like heavy adoption immediately after the show dropped. And like of that population, a very high percentage were done within like two to three days. Yeah. I think it was 15 million. Those may have been uh, episode downloads, but Mm -hmm. 15 million views of the first three episodes Mm -hmm. within the first or the first episode within the first three days. Right. Right. And they were comparing it to like the, the walking dead, which is, is that like the most popular show on? It's falling I guess? off so much though. It's so yeah, bad right now. So, spoiler alert, Dan. <laughs> so bad. Uh, if you like it and you're watching season one, just right. stop it's just because it stands out there. It's like lost. Us. It's lost its way. Uh, but that is 11 million views. Uh, right. It had 11 million views of the of the season premiere. Uh, Sunday Night Football, which I think actually is the most watched program on yep. television, 15 million views. Right. So it's. Um, you know, it, I think that article noted it's it's hard to compare exactly apples to apple because the, these apples are picked over three days. Right. Um, you know, where uh, whereas versus one one single shot. Um, but uh, it, it is among the most popular shows by that Nielsen uh, those Nielsen numbers uh, that exists. Yeah, and it's it's interesting now how the uh, how fractured the audience is though. So like there's the people who are into stranger things who mm-hmm. is like a, as you mentioned, like a big segment who's like downloading a, a ton of this stuff, but it's still a relatively small percentage of just people in, in the world today. Yeah. So like, that's why the whole spoilers versus not like we're approaching this point in time where like you're either in or you're out. Right. You know? And if you're in on stranger things too, by two, three weeks in, you've probably watched it. You right. know? And like, so, so that is interesting as opposed to say like Game of Thrones right. where uh, shout out to the Citadel. Oh yeah. The, the must see, uh, must listen to, must yeah, hear. Must hear. The must, must hear, hear podcast uh, by the people who brought you trending in education. <laughs> um, <laughs> unlike that, like there's only one episode a week. So like it's, it's designed to be like a longer engagement yep. and like you can, you can go slightly out of phase and then catch up pretty quick. Whereas for this, it's almost the nine episodes themselves are really like the oeuvre. And you could consume the entirety of that oeuvre in like a day. What's... And I think that's like, that's the bigger change to me is that you can, you can take it all in as like a, a bigger size. It's kind of like, it, what used to be like a mini series, which was again s- stretched out, is now like jam all this stuff into your brain. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think it's um, I, there's a couple interesting things there. Um, I mean, I think everything that you said is just on its face interesting. Did but... you like the dialect at the end? Shove uh, that stuff into your brain. Yeah, that was okay. Okay. Um, yeah. it was like along this, the lines this, of this... your your French. It was, it was okay. This feedback helps. Yeah, right? good. Thank, Thank you. For you. That. Thank yeah. you for your feedback. I hear you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
two other two things in that one um i think that there's going to have to be like a cultural uh culturally accepted term of um when spoiling is just fine right right so like if you are the guy who watches all nine episodes by taking the day off work and then you like post you know dumbledore right. dot on yeah. page 453 spoiler alert right you're you're a jerk but you're, like if, yeah. if you're talking about it two weeks later right after, after it comes but, out like mm -hmm. i think you should be in the clear but yes. i I, I wonder where that where that threshold is. Here's the thing for me on on so I think social media is really interesting here, like how we interact and how people t perceive what you just said, Brand. Like if you post on a Facebook right after you watch everything, like the, all the plot lines, I, I I wonder is it incumbent on the person who's watched or incumbent on the person who hasn't watched to to avoid the spoilers? In your it's opinion, it's hard. I think the person who hasn't watched is just in the the wave of however many social feeds they have. And you can't like you can't unsee things like your your brain processes information so quickly. So, yeah, like when, you know, um, you, you can stay off of uh, you can stay off Facebook or you can. So, like, sometimes I have to because I have a three year old. Sometimes I end up watching a live sports game on delay. Sure. And so I, I think it's incumbent upon me as the watcher. Uh, who's trying to extract all the enjoyment of live, but have it on delay mm -hmm. um, to not go on social media until I Agreed. have caught up or until it's done. Right. But the difference, like, I think it's Im impractical to stay off social media mm -hmm. until you have consumed all of Stranger Things if you are a person who can only consume an episode a night or right. should, should should choose to do that. And other people can have, have gotten that whole thing into their brain... <laughs> Um, they can spoil it for you. And like right. when it shows up in your, in your uh, social feed and it says, oh my God, can you believe the mind flare right. in season right. two? Like you can, you, you read that and process that before you know that you're being spoiled. So, you, so uh, yeah, go ahead. Dan. You'd be upset if you saw uh, during season one, a, a poor Barb on social media before you saw it. Probably, although I think as soon as I saw Barb, I knew that there was going to be poor Barb. Like she was dressed for not success. She is. She was definitely going to get got, and got she got. Yes. Uh, great stuff. And I, I think it's an interesting topic that we haven't uh, dove into much. Mike, you were about to jump in there. What'd you have on your mind? Um, uh, <clears throat> <laughs> um, I, I think the mind flare is an interesting one to talk about as like a spoiler. Because I don't know how much spoiled. I mean, <clears throat> there's a very small segment of folks who actually know what a mind flare is. Sure, you know, like people who actually were their, familiar. Twenty sided die. Yeah, and... people who played Dungeons and Dragons, and then the level to which someone's like, "Oh, by the way, it's a mind flare." Like, yeah. how many people are like, "Oh my god, you spoiled it," as opposed to like, "Oh, cool, Barb gets killed." You know, <laughs> like so. Like, there's level to which you're actually spoiling the plot. Yeah, true. and there's level to which you're kind of like teasing at it. And then there's also a level to which this is from uh, from our, our sister show, The Citadel, brought to you by your friends at Trending and Education. <laughs> and Pringles. Like when, you, when you were like saying, you've been spoiled. Yeah. So like there is even your concept of like, I'm watching a live sports game on delay. Like your friends who know that that's happening may want to mess with you oh, because they do. They you're do. trying to build the cone of silence. Yeah, they send, right? me, they send me text messages exactly. like, emergency, emergency. <laughs> exactly. Penny's in danger. <laughs> oh, the Patriots lost. Sucka. But uh um, yeah. But yeah, so like there is the whole phenomenon of like, oh, whoops. Right. Did I just spoil you? Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's, it's like it's you might have known you were spoiling me. 
but yes, you just spoiled yeah, me. You yeah. Know? So uh, can we talk? I I, I know let's this, do it. You this have is an exegesis. Episode. You have an exegesis. I, ha- I want to talk about science for a second. Let's preach. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. The shows I like the show. It appeals to me on so many levels. The music is great. The mood is great. I love this season. The Reagan Bush, uh, yeah. Mondale Ferraro signs on the different houses and who's getting what. Eighties, eighties nostalgia off the chain. It's off the chain. I love that this show doesn't have to deal with what I think is super annoying in um, entertainment uh, set in the modern time, which is what do you do about your cell phone? Oh, it's out of service. I've lost you. Like, but yeah. you, oh, I don't. No one has cell phones. Like, it doesn't have to deal with right, that. So, eighties right. are, are are beautiful in that way. I also think it's interesting about science. So, science plays obviously a huge role in this show. Um, one science is, is held up as something that is, is virtuous and, and helpful and fun. You know, there's, um, the science teacher going to forget his name, Scott, something, I think, uh, with the, with the nice eighties mustache, yes. um, who talked about Phineas Gage. He did talk about Phineas Gage. So, and, and that was, that was before I had seen that episode or any right. episode. Yeah, in our create creativity too. show, you were talking about poor Phineas Gage, and then he, lo and behold, he shows up in episode <laughs> three. A, it was amazing. Yeah. Mr. Clark. Art. Scott Clark is the character's name. Scott Clark, Scott yeah. Clark. Um, so that's on, on the one side of, of science. The, the uh, AV uh, club is used as their like sort of impromptu HQ in the school. Uh, and then there's the the really you know ominous and threatening part of science, and Hawkins Lab, all of the, the um, you know, experiments done on children. Mm-hmm. Um, in season two, like the all the the poison that has has crept out into the world, uh, and then there is where science ends and fantasy begins. You know, mm-hmm. like the, there is the um, at least the the thinking that they sort of created the demigorgon into being by this playing this Dungeons and Dragons game, and and that the, the maybe the same thing is happening with the Mind Flayer and how much you know the um, uh, Dart D'Artagnan as mm. as uh, um, the boy named his. Um, uh, Dame, uh, demigorgon mute um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like is that 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 science you know he's so j- j- jazzed about having discovered a new species yep. but it also is a fantastical creature so it's i think that's that's a really interesting space i think it overall presents science in a in a good light the mm-hmm. show yep like it makes kids uh there's like geek chic to it sure um, but I, I thought that was all of that was was interesting. Yeah, just sort of building on that too reminds me a little bit of uh, you know Steve Jobs was always talking about how like the intersection between you know math and the sciences and the arts, and it almost feels like what's what's so intriguing about the show is that it kind of plays in that space mm-hmm. where like it's where science becomes fantastical, but it kind of keeps moving back and forth across that boundary. And then obviously the, the, the film itself is about the, the, the series itself is about the gate and the boundary and like this, this opening into this other world. Um, and then interestingly, uh, I think the other fantasy tie is the concept of like the multiverse, right? The idea that, you know, the upside down actually exists in sort of synchrony with the world we live in mm-hmm. and that only will who's the sort of has his spells by the way will's spells are amazing will the wizard oh my god and that poor kid like he, he's, he's walking he's in his like pajamas freezing like for like the whole like the last three or four shows totally. and like and today on today on set today will you'll be convulsing for 30 <laughs> minutes and tomorrow mm, let me just check the page uh, oh again tomorrow 
Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. I think that the gate, this is my last, this is my last take here. Yeah. Um, I think the gate also could be, I'm going to get real like sort of meta oracle yeah. here. Sure. Um, a gate between childhood and adulthood. Yes. Sure. And that these, you know, sort of um, post pubescent, uh, like, you know, just teenager or tweenager kind of uh, boys and girls are like r- real proximate to that gate. Yep. Where like the, the science of and the, the um, uh, menace of Hawkins lab is like adults doing things to children. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the, the main bad guy, uh, or a main bad, bad guy is Papa, right. From, right. you know, Levin's, um, sort of tormentor. And I, I think that, um, you know, these children have a, uh, a, a tenuous relationship with, with, um, adulthood. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of broken families. There's, um, you know, bullying that happens by older kids. I think it's interesting. The Steve and what's, what's the kid with, uh, with Dart, the, um, with the curly hair and Dust, it, Dustin. Dustin Dustin yeah thank you. Uh, the Steve um, Dustin relationship oh, is yeah. one that's interesting that bridges some of that sort of you know high school divide anyway but I, I do think that that's there's a lot of metaphor obviously in this show and um, I, I think that you know childhood upside down is adulthood mm-hmm. you know that you're in the same places you're at that same school like you're at the snowball dance but you're not having the childhood time that you had when you're there as an adult. And right. like, if you've ever walked through places uh, that you've been when in and uh, as a child or as a young adult, there's a lot of ghosts of, of your own ghosts that I think hang around in those places. So, Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it reminds me a couple of things. First off, you know, like uh, Catcher in the Rye, you know, like it's kind of like there are all these uh, adults at the lab are phonies. Yeah. And uh, although there's some adults on your side, and then uh and then how about that dance at the end of i mean like just that that setting taking uh, us all back to 1984 and i mean that's just really powerful yeah. i mean for because for me you know i i, I was going to be born in like another five six years right, yeah, you know but yeah. like but like I've, I've always been a fan of the 80s yeah and to see it you were a zygote like, i think yeah <laughs> but actually as someone who's pretty close to the age of the kids in the av i was the age of the kids in the av club when it was 1984 like that's pretty uh incredible and even like you know dustin doing his hair and wearing that suit at the so good, so good. like if like it does feel Four like sprays of farrah fawcett for because for even if you don't have i understand people who make the argument i don't have the time to do stranger things like i feel like we could get like get them like a a, a super cut of this thing and uh, speaking of super cuts because yeah you know, dustin kind of had a super sure. cut in his hair but um but it's just there's some moments that are such a beautiful capture of a time that's gone, uh, and uh, to have that juxtaposed with the themes you're talking about, it's uh, we're lucky that TV's this good these days. I feel as though we've uh, we've come up on time. I feel like we might have another upside down in us uh, in the future to talk a little bit more about some of the episodes specifically, some of the plot lines. But we'll we'll see where that comes. Uh, also, some uh, good Easter eggs I'll send you guys that were interesting from Hopper and Eleven, how it ties back to his daughter from season one or some interesting things that I'll share uh, for your digestion. Uh, also, Duffer Brothers, they are twins. And they ah. were both born in 1984. So this is pre ah. their life mm. uh, where they set this, which I think is also interesting from how they chose a setting and a time for uh, this show. But great uh, conversation here. Uh, Going to bring it to a close now, but I do think we'll have a conversation again in the not-too-distant future talking about the Upside Down. This has been an extra from Trending in Education. <laughs>